Welcome into episode 77 of My Turf. I'm your host, Ryan Marshall, back with you once again live from Lower Alabama on a beautiful Tuesday evening where it is starting to cool off and temperatures going into the 70s at nighttime. So it feels awesome outside, beautiful weather. I remember this show, it's about college and pro football. So please tell your friends it's available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Remember, the show's email address, if you want to hit me up, myturfshow at gmail.com. If you need a lot of characters and you want to be anonymous. Of course, if you want to clout chase, hit me up on Twitter or X, whatever it's called, rfmarsha11. Had a lot of good back and forth uh, with some Auburn fans uh, this past week. Um, you know, just kind of taking shots of Alabama in the current state that it's in. So good back and forth. Some some were a little bit disrespectful. Uh but you just try to stay classy, my friends, as Ron Burgundy always says. So stay classy. So episode 77, the title track will be The Uneasy Truth. I think we all know why. We're three weeks into the NFL coming up, four weeks in now to the college football season, and we now see some red flags, some things that we're really worried about. Not to say that we shouldn't be optimistic still, but we do have to face an uneasy truth as we look at our football teams through a lens that necessarily isn't, you know, blinded, okay? You know what I mean? We're not being biased. So I wrote a little something-something for the intro, and uh, then we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about college football first, ladies and gentlemen. gentlemen. So we often speak things into existence. Some may have some merit, but unrealistically, we just say shit with false hope and optimism that will hopefully work out. We often compare the parallels of the past to convince ourselves it can be done. But we're not paying attention to the fact sometimes we need to just shut the hell up and let it play out organically. History is sometimes history, and the present is the now. Reaching back doesn't move it forward. So I say unto you, ride or die with your team no matter what, Um, but it's ultimately not going to affect the uh, the end result no matter how much we're trying to just, uh, just give false optimism. We get things wrong, but can you admit the uneasy truth? So we'll begin with college football. Mike, Danica, Hadley, O-Dog, Josh, Lance, Harvey, Timmy, Matt, James, Bo, Drew, Caleb, Nathan, Caden, Pete, Chelsea. Heard all your questions. I saw all of them. I'm going to go over the games from last week and then preview, which will hopefully answer your questions because there was a lot of them. And I'm going to go over them. So, we're going to start off with the top 25, talking about it. We, of course, know the big one at the end. But Miami wins 48-7 over Bethune-Cookman. Tyler Van Dyke and that offense are looking really damn good. Notre Dame continues to roll. They beat a Central Michigan team 41-17. Sam Hartman, again, 330 yards through the air, three touchdowns. Estime on the ground, of course. Kids rock solid. 20 carries, 176 yards for a touchdown. That kid is an absolute monster. This game had a lot of questions about it. Georgia defeats South Carolina 24-14. Is Carson Beck going to be able to get it done for the dogs? I had that question. Like I said early on, I don't think so. Um, I think South Carolina, you know, the offensive line didn't do really anything special to protect Spencer Rather, which we talked about. Carson Beck, to me, um, he's okay. He's average. Um, he's no Stetson Bennett. He does got some good playmakers around him, but Ladd McConkey's still out and some other guys. So I don't think Georgia's going to three-peat. They were really dangerously close to getting beat in this game. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, 
they had that resolve, that championship resolve, and they came back and got it done. Great coaching by uh, Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart, Glenn Schumann on the defense side of the ball. They really started to stifle Spencer Rattler. And, you know, Mike Bobo did some good things, getting Edwards the football, feeding him the rock, and and they got the W 24-14. But that is a very susceptible number one ranked Georgia team. Alabama at South Florida. We all know about it. 17 to 3. Tyler Buckner got the start. He looked atrocious. Went to Ty Simpson. They wouldn't protect Ty Simpson. So the question I had about it was, what the hell is going on with the offensive line? Did it look rigged to you that they were not going to protect the young man? Look, I don't want to throw stones. I will say this, that a couple of them just looked like straight whiffs, man. And multiple times. When the kid had a clean pocket, he did deliver a nice football to CJ Dupree, the tight end, for 45 yards. He threw it on a rope, and you were like, wow, this kid's this kid's something special. The running game started to churn out there late in the game with Chase McClellan and Roy L. Williams, but absolutely, this is one of the worst offensive line, lines I've seen in college football this year. You win game in, games in the trenches, and Alabama does not dominate in the trenches. It is very very scary for this team. Um, Jalen Milrow will come back and start now. Nick Saban said it was a little bit of a discipline thing that was going on with them. So uh, to each their own, however you want to read into that. That is totally up to you. But I would say this. Nick Saban you know, could have lost his football game. It was really ugly until the lightning delay happened. And he's, to prove a point, he left Buckner in there. And then Simpson went the rest of the way and got the W. Uh, led two touchdown drives. I probably would think that Milrow would probably would put 30 on that team. Um, I do think he gives Alabama the best option at quarterback. It's just because, look, I don't know what the offensive line is doing. They're not. They're they're really not playing for um, each other. It looks like right now, maybe they'll play for Milrow. Uh, I've heard all the other, you know, all the talk about it and everything about, you know, it's it's there's a lot of internal problems within the program. It does appear so. But we're going to see how Alabama responds this week coming up against Ole Miss. And, of course, we'll preview that game. But a lot of issues for Alabama. They dropped the number 13 in the polls, and rightfully so. They should probably drop further back than that, to be honest with you. That is a uh, – I just don't like the team at all. All right, Michigan really didn't look impressive either. Uh, you know, see, J.J. McCarthy threw three interceptions versus Bowling Green, but they got out of there with a win, 31-6. to um, Of course, Jim Harbaugh will return next week. Florida State escaped Boston College in a good one, 31 to 29. Really good defensive effort at there at the end by DJ Lundy. Um, I was impressed by Florida State uh, to show some resolve. Got hit in the mouth. Very passionate Boston College team playing for uh, you know playing for a 9/11 victim. So very very impressive Boston College for arriving and then Florida State of course bounced back. Texas defeated Wyoming after a slow start, 31 to 10. Really not that impressed at all by Quinn Ewers. Brooks did most of the damage for the offense to win 21 carries with 164 yards. Ohio State kind of stumbled out of the gate, but then they started to pick it up. Kyle McCord had a nice day with three touchdown passes as Ohio State defeated Western Kentucky 63-10. Penn State got hit in the mouth early, but they bounced back. Drew Allard did his thing. You know, 30-13 was the final score there. Um, Not really the biggest style point game, but, you know, again, Brett Bielema is going to have the fighting line playing really passionate on the other side of the ball. Michigan State was, of course, without their head coach, Mel Tucker, who is being told that he will be fired for uh, sexual harassment. Washington won 41-7 over Michigan State. 
that we're going to do things anyway. I told you Michael Penix Jr. is my, you know, he's up there in the Heisman race. I think he's going to win it. 473 yards passing, four touchdowns on the day. They look awful good over there, man. Um, Florida is surprised, defeating Tennessee 29-16. They dominated on on both sides of the football. Super impressed by Trevor Etienne, Travis's little brother. He looked good, man. Joe Milton, third, looked like a statue back there. We talked about him being a possible, you know, being possibly overrated. He was every bit that. They went 29-16. Utah rolls over Weber State 31-7. A little ugly, but, you know, you know, they did pretty well with Johnson at quarterback. Oregon dominated Hawaii 55-10, bouncing back from what, you know, a little bit of a struggle last week against Texas Tech. This looks good for them. Uh, LSU dominated Mississippi State 41-14. Jaden Daniels looked really good. He's going to have to start taking care of himself better, guys. Uh, Malik Neighbors, of course, had a huge day catching the ball. 13 receptions for 239 yards and two touchdown catches. But again, Jaden Daniels was really running, um, I don't want to say idiotic, but maybe kind of just, uh, yeah, idiotic's the best way to put it. Protect yourself, young man. You're a buck 85, and you're like, you need to eat a burger as soon as you go home. Eat two burgers a night to put some weight on you, man. You do not have the frame to withhold uh, those kind of hits you were taking from that Zach Arnett-led Mississippi State defense. Kansas State. We thought they would beat Missouri, but we said they would be in trouble. Mizzou gets it done at the end, man. Great 61-yard field goal by their kicker. Awesome, awesome game. 30-27 in favor of the Tigers from Missouri. Oregon State, 26-9 over San Diego State. A little bit of a struggle for DJ Ua Ungale through two interceptions. But they got it rolling and picked it up there in the second half and got it done. Ole Miss dominated Georgia Tech 48-23. Looking more and more impressive each week is Jackson Dart. Super impressed by him and Watkins. Um, really good passing, you know, quarterback to wide receiver duo right there. Colorado in the net light, net, in the late game, excuse me, the 18th ranked Colorado Buffaloes de- defeated Colorado State 43 to 35 in double overtime. We knew about the trash talking, every bit of it. It sucks that man. It really sucks. Really big time hit. Um, you know, big time hit on Travis Hunter, lacerated a part of his, his liver. Um, he's going to be out a couple weeks, but um, man, really good, passionate back and forth game. And Colorado shows the resolve. Really big win for them. Oklahoma defeats Tulsa 66 to 17. Dylan Gabriel looking good. Five touchdown passes, one interception. North Carolina started to pick things up. Looked good against Minnesota 31 to 13, but Drake May threw two more interceptions. He is really. Got to get that number taken care of. He is turning the ball over a lot. Riley Leonard and the Duke Blue Devils got it done over Northwestern, 38-14. Super impressed by him on the ground. 13 carries, 97 yards, using his legs to score two touchdowns. Washington State with Cam Ward, 327 yards passing, four touchdowns through the air as they defeat Northern Colorado, 64-21. Got to love it, man. Dante Moore leading the UCLA Bruins, 59-7 over North Carolina. Uh, C&T, uh, A&T, so really good victory for them. Iowa defeats Western Michigan 41-10. So, uh, yeah, some big-time ga- big games. A lot of the questions that I was going to answer was about Joe Milton, of course. Florida State, you know, it's is there anything to be concerned about? No, not really. It just was one of those games where Boston College was going to play passionate. They got a really good coach in Jeff Hatley. Um, look, it's just one of those things where they're going to come out and uh, face some tougher competition in the ACC. And Boston College is one of those teams. Very rugged, not a not a lot of names out there, but, you know, they're going to find a way to get it done. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about 
some big-time games. Starting at 11 o'clock, Big Ten Network. Michigan, J.J. McCarthy threw three interceptions last week. They're going to be favored by 24 over under 44. I'm not going to pick games this week because, like I said, I have learned that I've got to shut the hell up and just let it play out. We need to see more from teams, maybe a little Jekyll Hyde, the good, the bad, and then we can figure out if if their best fastball is going to be good enough to take them the rest of the way. Got to see it, man. Got to see it. So, like I said, I'm you know, of course, you think Michigan's going to win this game. And having Jim Harbaugh back is going to be huge for Michigan. Was asked that Rutgers have a chance. Rutgers is 3-0 in the year, 1-0 in the Big Ten. You know, uh, I don't know if they got much of a chance. Uh, um, but, you know, it is the Big Ten. Michigan's at home. Harbaugh's back. I, I wouldn't pick against that. 11 a.m., ABC, Colorado, uh, excuse me, Florida State. Versus Clemson. Where's my head? I get your head out of the gutter, Ryan. Uh, over under 55, Florida State favored by two. Remember Clemson? Lost to Duke a couple weeks ago. It's trying to get back. They're not ranked right now. Jordan Travis, eight touchdowns, one interception on the year. This game we thought was going to be, um, you know, this would this the winner would decide who would win the ACC. I am not so sure that is the case because I was asked that question. I do think Florida State is a stronger team. It is in Clemson, so that is something to factor in. 11 a.m. on Fox. Oklahoma continues to roll with Dylan Gabriel. Love that Jeff Levy offense. It is starting to work really well. Brett Venables and Ted Roof got things figured out, it looks like, for the Oklahoma defense for now. Cincinnati's a good team. Over under 14 and a half. Uh, Excuse me. The spread is 14 and a half. Over under 57 and a half. Let me say this. I think think Cincinnati, you just can't think they're going to roll over them. They're a good football team. Um, you know, Luke Fickle didn't leave them in bad shape. But I think Oklahoma is a really good football team, if that tells you anything, the way I'm leaning. 2.30 p.m., ABC, number 19, Colorado, at Oregon. Both teams 3-0. Pac-12 opener for Colorado. Oregon favored by 21, over under 71. To me, this is all about Dan Lanning. And if he can back up the talk when he heard that Colorado was going to leave the Pac-12, right? This was a game I was hoping that college game day was going to be at. But they they weren't going to go to this game by design. They weren't going to do that because they're believing in the Colorado hype train. They are promoting the Colorado hype train. Well, the Colorado hype train is probably going to end this week, guys. Um, I had a lot of questions about that. Is Dion and them for real? Look, TCU is not the same team that they were last year. We still know Nebraska is in a rebuild. We obviously don't think Colorado State is that great of a program right now. This is a team that won won one game last week, one last year, and they took Colorado to the brink. Oregon is a different kind of animal. They're good on both sides of the football. They've got a really talented quarterback in Bo Nix. This is going to be a true test just of how good Colorado is Because, look, they could get hit in the mouth, and they're going to have to show some resolve and get back in the football game. Oregon is not playing around at all. Shador Sanders, I heard he had his Heisman moment last week. It's three games in, guys. They have a huge, huge uphill battle to climb with the schedule that is upon them, right? You've got Oregon this week. Guys, they've got USC next week. They have some killers that are on the schedule. Arizona and Arizona State, they could probably win those football games. But you still got to take on Utah, 
Washington State. Guys, those are some those are some killer teams. And don't think don't forget about Oregon State as well. DJ Uangale and that team is going to be very, very difficult for Dion and them to win. If they can, can compete with them, I think that's moral victory. I think that is really to show where the program is at as they, you know, transition to the Big 12 next year. But Oregon is a different kind of animal. 2.30 p.m. Fox. Utah hosting UCLA. This is going to be a great matchup. Waiting to see how good Dante Moore is. Still no cam rising, it looks like, for this game. Utah favored by four and a half, over under 51. I've told a lot of people that I really like UCLA and Dante Moore, but Utah is a more established football team. It's in Utah, so you would want to give the advantage to Utah in this game over UCLA, but it's a fun team to watch right now with the Bruins. Go check them out. 2.30 p.m. CBS Sports Network. Number 18, Duke at UConn. Look, Duke's favored by 21.5, over under 45.5. If you want to see Riley Leonard, who's one of the best quarterbacks that nobody's talking about out there, go check him out, man. Do not miss this show. Temple at Miami. Miami favored by 23, over under 50. Tyler Van Dyke looks awesome. Parrish Jr., the running back, looks good. ESPN2, check him out. You want to see Miami. This is one of these teams that's quietly making some noise in the ACC Going to want to go check them out. Can Tennessee bounce back? They got UTSA, 3 p.m. SEC Network. They're favored by 20 and a half, over under 59. I had a question whether or not Joe Milton should be benched, possibly. Um, Not yet. Not yet. But I do, uh, you know, we all know how high I am on uh, the backup quarterback, Nico Aymaliva. Um, I'm a big fan of his. I think he's one of the best pure passers that we've seen in a very long time. I like Nico a lot, but I still wouldn't give up on Joe Milton yet. Um, just for the simple fact that, it, you know, I understand the concerns. I do. Um, we just don't know how good Nico is, right? We didn't hear much about it. The buzz still was around Milton in, you know, in the springtime. That's I'll go over that in a second, okay? Now let's go. Let's talk about Alabama at Ole Miss, okay? Hosting Ole Miss, favored by seven, over under 55. Jackson Dart, he ain't playing around, man. Quinshaw Junkins, the running running back for Ole Miss, he ain't messing around either. Watkins, the wide receiver, he ain't messing around either, man. Ole Miss, they ready. They smell probably blood in the water right now. You, you've already heard Lane Kiffin talking about glad they don't have Bryce, and he's talking about Tavares Robinson. T-Rob, our secondary coach, is calling the place for the defense and not Kevin Steele. There has been some rumors that, you know, he, of course, signals the play in. We all know about that. You know, no doubt about it. He probably makes the checks there too for him. So all in all, there's some side stories to go over. But when it comes down to these two teams, I've heard all this talk about Alabama from their offensive lineman, Tyler Booker trying to get right and everything else. He didn't play last week because according to uh, reports, him and Jalen Milrow showed their ass when Milrow wasn't going to get all the snaps. They were both were pissed off. And I'll say this much because I had a lot of questions about this. Did Jalen Milrow, is Jalen Milrow good enough to beat Ole Miss? I'm not really sure that he is, guys. Um, my concerns, still that, it, that he's still tele- going to be telegraphing his throws. Um, it's a boomer bust situation. The short to intermediate passing has to be there for Alabama to be successful. And why do I not think that necessarily, you know, Milrow can beat him. On the other side of the football is a guy that we freaking hate and Pete Golden running the defense for Ole Miss. He's very familiar with what Saban's going to want to do. 
and he's obviously probably on to Jalen Milrow. He's he's not going to be stupid in this. He's going to understand what he's got to take away from Milrow. Knowing that playbook on the other side of the ball, the familiarity, we've seen this before. Sark got it done. Lane Kiffin, a lot of advantage goes to Lane Kiffin in, in the Ole Miss Rebels in this game. Just got to say it. For me, uh, would I be? I was asked if I was, if I was going to watch this game. I'm not going to watch this game. Uh, the product that Alabama has been putting out there on defense is is awesome. Great effort and everything. But I'm starting to get anxiety. Last week, it felt like to me, for the first time, that this Alabama team, that the dynasty was starting to lose a little bit of its luster. You know what I mean? Didn't feel good. It didn't feel good at all watching that product there last week. They it was more than just like going out there and winning with style points and all and competing. It just looked like they looked lost. They looked lost. Some some players just didn't look like they were giving it, and they didn't look like they gave a shit. And that to me is a big time signal uh, that they may be in trouble. That's uh, that's what we got to stick with. We got I just got to be honest with you, and that is the uneasy truth about my own program. It just looks like the dynasty is starting to shift towards the end for Nick Saban. It is not looking good. But if anybody can get it right, it would be Nick Saban. But I honestly just cannot watch because I'm I'm deathly afraid that Ole Miss could 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 dominate Alabama, and I don't want to see that. 6:30 p.m. NBC game of the week. College game day will be there. Notre Dame hosting Ohio State. Ohio State starting to look better last week with Kyle McCord at quarterback. They're going to be favored by three. Over under 55 and a half. Sam Hartman is a better quarterback than Kyle McCord. I think the offensive line is better for Notre Dame. I think the defense is better for Ohio State. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is an absolute nightmare matchup for that Notre Dame defense. So, it's going to be a close game. It is in Notre Dame, Indiana. Great atmosphere. It's going to be super cool to watch. If I had to give a team an advantage the way they've been playing, I would say Notre Dame, but at the same time, Ohio State, they've been there. They've been able to bring their fest, their best fastball. They can get up for this game. They know how to win. What have they not been showing as far as, you know, this far into the season? Are they going to unleash to surprise Notre Dame with? So that's where I'm at. Until Notre Dame, you don't pick Notre Dame because you haven't seen them beat a top 10 team yet. And that's where they've got to prove that for that you know you get that much confidence if that if that gives you anything kind of the like maybe go as far as the betting okay all right so a good 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 matchup i'm waiting to see is going to be arkansas at lsu i think it's gonna be a great game lsu favored by 17 and a half over under 55 and a half look this is a game where these two teams hate each other really good rivalry game sam Pittman's gonna have his boys up lsu should be ready to go uh so don't sleep on arkansas though that's 17 and a half man that's kind of a yeah, it's kind of a, uh, a number that will confuse you a little bit. Unless you could blow them out, but Arkansas is going to show up for sure. 6 p.m. Fox, Oregon State at Washington State. Should be a great matchup. Both teams 3-0. Oregon State ranked 14th. Washington State ranked 21st. Oregon State favored by 3. Over under 56. going to be a close game. It's going to be Cam Ward versus DJ Uwe Can the Oregon State defense make enough stops? And DJ Uwe has got to protect the football and do his thing. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be number 25, Florida, hosting Charlotte. ESPN Plus, SEC Network, 6 o'clock. Florida favored by 28, over under 49. Really starting to bounce back after that really, uh, you know, that horrible loss. Start the season at Utah. Gators looking better and better each week. 
ESPN2 is going to be Georgia hosting UAB. Still number one in the nation. Favored by 42, over under 54. You know the dogs should be should be ready to go. It's going to be on ESPN2 if I didn't say that. Texas at Baylor. Remember, this is not an easy game for Texas. They're going to be favored by 15, over under 51 and a half. Baylor, they're going to play really, really hard and try to go out there and knock off the Texas Longhorns. Do not sleep on Baylor in this matchup. I know they don't have their quarterback, but at the same time, this is going to be a very passionate group. Texas will be their Super Bowl. 6.30 p.m. CBS. That game's on ABC, by the way. 6.30 p.m. CBS. Number 24, Iowa. At number 7, Penn State. Penn State favored by 14.5 over under 40. First big test for Juralar, baby. At home. Should be a great environment. Iowa's going to try to play keep away. Penn State's going to try to do the thing on the ground. They're going to try to run Allen and Singleton, and then Alars are going to hopefully take some deep shots. But uh, should be a really good game. This is going to be an ugly game. Expected to be very low scoring. 7 p.m. ACC Network. Number 17, North Carolina. 3-0 on the years. It hasn't been pretty for Drew, Drake May. Four touchdowns, four interceptions. Pittsburgh, eh, they ain't looking so hot right now. UNC favored by 7.5, over under 50. Uh, North Carolina, you got to get right, though, Drake May, if you want to be in that Heisman conversation. And, of course, you know, a lot of people are starting to phase you out a little bit of that top five um, as far as, you know, the yeah, top five quarterback prospects going into the NFL next year. Next year. 9.30 p.m., Fox, USC at Arizona State. Look, I'm looking forward to this matchup. USC favored by 35, over under 62. I'm just waiting to see how much, you know, damage Caleb Williams can do to that defense. That's really what it's all about for me. Uh, yeah, I think he could have like 400 yards passing. He should, he, he's probably going to kill that Arizona State defense. California at Washington, 9.30 p.m., ESPN. Washington favored by 21, over under 59 and a half. Michael Penix Jr., is going to light it up probably. California, look, they're Justin Wilcox in that defense. You know they're going to play competitive and try to get after it. But the Huskies at home, uh, yeah, I'm not. I would not bet against them right now. Michael Penix Jr. and that Kalen DeBoer offense are firing on a whole nother level. Yes, my leader right now for the Heisman Trophy. It's not Shador Sanders. No, not Caleb Williams. Scratch that. It's not Travis Hunter. No, I don't care what the script is, whatever you say, Dion. The best player in college football right now is Michael Panix Jr., the quarterback from Washington. They, like I said, I wanted to pick them to win the Pac-12. It's just that they have a very tough schedule at the end of the season as well. But at the end of the day, man, Michael Panix Jr., right now, he, he, he's, he's, he's the best quarterback. And, and in my opinion, like right now, he is leading the Heisman trophy conversation remember still a lot of great games going on and uh we just want to always cover the top 25 hey alabama my heart's with you and stuff like that but i physically was getting anxiety last week for the first time i've ever watched a college football game like getting like just just had a sick feeling of watching it um even though we were winning and i felt like we're gonna come back and win it it, that was like the most uneasy feeling i've ever had being in the lead so uh, yeah, you may call me a sissy, whatever. Uh, yeah, but I, I can't watch that game until I see some progress. That's the way I, I guess that's the way I'm wired right now. All right, let's take a pause for the calls. We're going to talk about the NFL next uh, on the next segment here on My Turf, episode 77, The Uneasy Truth. <laughs> In 
and we're back here on my turf episode 77 the uneasy truth so thank you so much for being with us let's go ahead and talk about the nfl right great thursday night game eagles defeated the vikings 34 to 28 deandre swift was was the story in this one no kenneth gainwell 28 carries 175 yards one touchdown kurt cousins he was doing doing the thing to bring this team back with justin jefferson Really had some nice passes to Jordan Addison. As far as fantasy football purposes going forward, Justin Jefferson's going to get his. But Jordan Addison, that kid's a beast, man. He's really somebody I would love to have in my dynasty league, too. That is going to be one heck of a wide receiver duo in tandem for the next couple years to come. All right. Of course, my Packers lost to the Falcons 25-24. That was more about the Packers let them off the hook. They had a 12-point lead heading into the fourth quarter. Desmond Ritter, give Bajon Robinson, Drake London. Look, Tyler Algier, give the Atlanta Falcons a lot of credit. And Arthur Smith, their head coach, a lot of credit. They fought, they fought, and uh, they didn't allow the Packers to put the nail in them. Bills got back on track, winning 38-10 over the Raiders. Really, really starting to get a little worried about the Raiders. Like, I didn't think they were going to get blown out in the second half. Like, their offense just looked abysmal. They didn't score anything. Anything. It was 21-10 at halftime, and they didn't do, do a damn thing. All right, Ravens defeated the Bengals 27-24. Guys, the, the uneasy truth about this right now for your Bengals is Joe Burrow doesn't look good. That offensive line was supposed to be, you know, fixed. They drafted, you know, a left tackle, moved Jonah Williams to the right side, left tackle Orlando Brown out of Oklahoma, and he looks he don't look good. They don't look good in the interior. Lamar Jackson um, is still not firing on all cylinders with his Todd Monken offense. He's getting better, but, I mean, come on, man. The Bengals just don't look good, guys, right now. I mean, Jamar Chase, he's it, – it's just like they don't have their timing right now. They're probably going to get it figured out, but right now the Bengals are not scaring a lot of teams. The Seahawks, man, they really, really impressed me. They were down, and then they got back in it. You know what I mean? They were down 21 uh, to seven, and they fought back, got the win in overtime. Geno Smith delivering big time passing to Tyler Lockett. They were lighting it up. Uh, Geno Smith, very impressed by him. Titans defeated the Chargers 27 to 24. Very surprised by this one. Uh, I don't know what happened. Like, I I don't know. It was just kind of an ugly game going back and forth, and you thought the Chargers were going to pull away with it, but. Uh, I'm kind of worried about Kellen Moore and the play calling right now for the Chargers. It just does not seem that they are as in sync. Keenan Allen had a nice day. It just does not seem like they're in sync as much. Uh, you know, Austin Eckler didn't play in this game. Josh Kelly got the snaps. It was kind of concerning, though, to me. Um, the Chargers just don't look dialed in right now. It may take them some time to get everything moving and starting to gel. The Bucks dominated the Bears 27-17. Baker Mayfield looked good. Rashad White looked good. Mike Evans looked awesome. Check this out for Mike Evans. Six receptions, 171 yards. Old boys doing the damn thing. Bears, Justin Fields, it's time to panic. People told you Justin Fields was going to be a bust. Like I told you, Trey Lance was going to be a bust. A guy that may not be a bust, though. How about the Colts defeating the Texans 31-20? Anthony Richardson had to come out. And look, he had, you know, got a concussion, but he did pretty well. Um, of course, I was super impressed by Gardner Minshew coming in, leading them to victory. But uh, yeah, Anthony Richardson looks pretty good, man. Shane Steichen does an excellent job calling plays. 
Chiefs defeated the Jags 17-9. Look, Chris Jones came back for that defense, and it showed sunshine, and Travis Travis Etienne couldn't get anything going. Chiefs win 17-9. I told you they were going to lose two in a row. 49ers defeated the Rams 30-23. Matthew Stafford, uh, eh, not so hot. McCaffrey, he did, he was, he was, yeah, it was pretty awesome. So was Debo Samuel. Yeah, those guys are awesome. But uh, Paco Nacal looking pretty damn good for the Rams this week. 15 receptions, 147 yards. Cooper Cup, you, uh, somebody's taking your spot, buddy. Giants defeated the Cardinals 31-28. Coming back, Danny Dimes bringing it back without Saquon. It was awesome. Really, really awesome. 21-point deficit, and they come back and win it. Great fourth quarter uh, for the New York Giants. Super impressed. Cowboys dominated the Jets. I don't think I need to say anything more than that, right? Yeah. Dak Prescott, super efficient. Tony Pollard looked damn good. CeeDee Lamb, awesome. Mike McCarthy. Yeah, um, Mike IOU apology. You are calling some damn good plays, using that offensive line, and it ain't looking like you're missing Kellen Moore, and the, and the Chargers look like they got an issue. I was really high on Kellen Moore. I don't know what the hell is going on. I've been wrong so much this year on certain things. That's why I'm not saying anything negative. It is just, that's where it's like the uneasy truth is also is like, man, things that we thought, things that I thought, researched on, it ain't panning out for me right now. So doing predictions, that shit ain't working. I got to call an audible and just let shit play out. Commanders defeated the Broncos 35-33. to Great back and forth. Thought Russell Wilson was going to get a shot there at the end, and he did. He threw a great – look, I thought he was going to get into overtime. Um, got a Hail Mary there. Brandon Johnson caught the ball. It was awesome. I was like, heck, yeah, let's go for two. Get it done. And then pfft, nobody was open. Um, he tried to throw it to Cortland Sutton, and – yeah, it, it just didn't happen. St. Just, like, knocked the ball out. I, I don't know what he was throwing to it. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with the Broncos. They have, uh, they are just, they don't have a winning mentality right now. That's that's just, it's sad to say, but they do not have a winning mentality right now. Sean Payton really does have his work cut out for him still. Dolphins beat the Patriots 24-17. to Tua did his thing. Mostert did his thing. Really good job by Mac Jones to get his team back in this game in the fourth quarter. But uh, just too much Jalen Waddle, too much Tyreek Hill. And the defense for the Dolphins, got to give them credit, man. Xavier Howard got a great pick there at the end. Awesome job. Patriots are 0-2 on the air. Really kind of surprised by that. But I think this is a team that you're starting to see. They're going to get better and better each and every week. On Monday Night Football, we had two games. Saints defeated the Panthers 20-17. Look, Bryce Young is still young. Don't call him a bust. He's competing hard. Um, good back and forth game. A little boring at times, but Chris Olave, maybe one of the sickest catches you're going to see uh, in the National Football League. Go check that out. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, it, the Panthers are still trying to figure things out. They need to get some more speed on that on the, in the wide receiving court for sure. The Browns, they lost to the Steelers 26 to 22. Really, it was, you know, TJ Watt secured the win late. Here's the thing, though, about these two teams. The uneasy truth is that, um, guys, the Steelers' offensive line is atrocious, and Matt Canada is not a good offensive coordinator at all either. So you need to switch them, some some things up, Mike Tomlin, and you need to fire that guy running that offense. That was absolutely a disgrace, uh, some of the play calling that he was doing. I don't know. Jalen Warren and Najee Harris are two capable backs that you can at least – 
quit trying to get, you know, quit trying to run it outside. Those outside zones ain't working, homie. Let them run some 23 blasts. Browns, the bad part of this game was, you know, Deshaun didn't play so hot, um, but the injury to Nick Chubb um, tore multiple ligaments in his knee. It, it was just, it was one of the worst and one of the worst and most gruesome injuries that I've ever seen. Do not watch the damn replay of it. It will make you absolutely freaking sick. Uh, thoughts and prayers for him, man. It's just, it's absolutely, uh, it, it was gut-wrenching, man. Um, great player. He's on my fantasy football team. That's the uneasy truth about it is I, I'm I'm sad for him and I'm sad for my fantasy football team if I'm just being honest, right? Ugh. All right. By the way, we're going to talk about fantasy football in this next segment. Now, let's transition talk about Thursday night's matchup on Amazon Prime Video. 49ers hosting the Giants. San Francisco favored by 10, over under 44 and a half. Look, the Giants defense, they don't look so hot, um, especially up front. I thought they'd be a lot better. But at the same time, when it comes to what the 49ers want to do, they're going to get after the quarterback. Saquon Barkley is not going to play in this game. You're not going to play Matt Breida. I see him on the waiver wire. You're not going to play Matt Breida. It is going to be Daniel Jones trying to get the ball out very quickly. And he's going to have to play some hero ball just like he did in the Arizona Cardinals game. It is not going to be easy for him. Not at all. But he's going to have to take some deep shots to Jalen Hyatt. That is one thing the 49ers may let you do. They try to keep everything in front of them and they'll give you the deep shots. So Jalen Hyatt may be a guy that you want to play in your fantasy football lineup. But Brock Purdy, McCaffrey, Ayuk, excuse me. I don't know why I just almost called him Ayuk. Ayuk and Debo Samuel, George Kittle. You can probably get him in your lineup. The Giants defense does not look good. Sunday night. Got the, uh, or excuse me, Sunday, 12 p.m. Fox. Gosh, Ryan, get it together, man. Packers hosting the Saints. Green Bay favored by two, over under 43. I don't know if Aaron Jones is going to play in this game or Christian Watson. They are going to be without left guard Elton Jenkins. Who knows if David Watiar is going to play. Uh, right now, he's got a huge issue where he's not going to play on turf, it looks like, with his hurt knees. For the Packers, the running game, the run defense ain't looking great either. Um, so whether it's Taysom Hill running the rock or Tony Jones, fire him up in your lineup. Chris Olave is probably going to be, uh, he, should, he should be okay in this in this matchup. He's going to have a tough Katon, though. He's going to have to face Russell Douglas or Jair Alexander. Michael Alex, Michael Thomas still doesn't look like his old self, but if you're the Packers, I don't know, you know, if Aaron Jones isn't playing, A.J. Dillon is not looking good. 2.3 yards per carry right now is not not looking so hot, but do get Jordan Love, Jaden Reed, um, excuse me, Jalen Reed into your lineups. This is a kid that you should definitely absolutely play. Titans and the Browns, 12 p.m. CBS Cleveland, uh, favored by three over under 39 and a half. Derrick Henry's going to have a tough time. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to try to probably get Traylon Burks involved more. DeAndre Hopkins it looks okay. Uh, this is really a game where you're just going to play people because of volume. If you're the Browns uh, or you want to share that backfield, go get Jerome Ford, the running back. He looked pretty good uh, when Nick Chubb went out with the injury. Definitely go get Jerome Ford in your lineup. 12 p.m. Fox. Falcons at the Lions. Detroit favored by three and a half, over under 46. I think get your running backs in this game. Bajon Robinson, Jameer Gibbs on the other side. David Montgomery looks banged up. Play your offensive players. 
Um, I think it's going to be a pretty good little shootout between these two teams. It could be a little scoring, but I think I think Goff and Amon St. Brown are going to do their thing. I like Sam Laporta, the tight end for the Lions as well. Falcons still don't use Kyle Pitts. So it's it's use the running backs. Just just use the running backs. That's what they're doing. CBS, 12 p.m. Dolphins hosting the Broncos. Miami favored by six and a half, over under 48. You got to think Patrick Sertain Jr. is going to probably trail Tyreek Hill. I do not know what's going to happen with Jalen Waddle. Looks like he's under concussion protocol. But I do think Mostert and those running backs, uh, uh, Savant Ahmed, should do his thing. I like two of them to, to have a nice day in the office. Uh, Broncos, I would probably think the, the – I don't know about the running the running game of Javante Williams is going to – he just doesn't look like himself yet. Um, you know, Samaj P. Ryan's been kind of splitting carries with him. I think you got to maybe think about Marvin Mims uh, in this matchup. He did pretty well last week. Had some big-time, big, big catches. I would think about putting him in this lineup because he could do some work against the Dolphins. Still not trusting Jerry Judy right now. I don't know what is going on with him. Love the kid. Um, but this offense is just not firing on all cylinders right now throwing the football. Chargers at the Vikings. Vikings, um, you know, they're they're 0-2 now. Chargers 0-2. This is shocking to a lot of people. 54 is the over-under. The line is even. I don't know which way to go. If I had to bet on somebody, I'd probably take the Vikings from what I've seen that look better. But uh, this is not saying going to be – it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, who, whoever has the ball last will probably win it. And uh, you got to give a little bit of an advantage to the Vikings at home. 12 p.m. CBS. You're playing everybody in fantasy, by the way, except those defenses. Get Keenan Allen in. Get Josh Kelly in. Get Kirk Crescens, Alexander Madison, Justin Jefferson. If you need to play gosh darn – Jordan Addison in the flex, get his ass in there. And you're playing TJ Hawkinson at tight end as well. Patriots, Jets, 12, 12 p.m. CBS. Jets, they got to bounce back. Favored by two and a half, over under 37. I think the Patriots are looking at this game like, we got to win this football game. And the Jets right now are really struggling on the offensive side of the football. Garrett Wilson is maybe is making some great catches, but right now the offensive line is not holding up for Zach Wilson. They had to come back to down to you know reality from the Brees Hall uh, game in Week One. So put it like this: the Patriots, I think, are the the Patriots are going to get it done in this matchup. It feels like you know I don't know who you're going to play offensively. Maybe you're going to play Stevenson uh, and Kendrick Moore is really starting to come on for them as a big time target. Maybe he can get him into your lineup as well, and you're definitely going to play Garrett Wilson. Uh, I would play Brees Hall with caution. 12 p.m. CBS Bills at the Commanders. Commanders are surprising 2-0. Buffalo's favored by 6.5, over under 44.5. You know, lower your expectations on James Cook in this matchup, but I think Stephon Diggs will have a nice day at the office. Him and Josh Allen will get a, are starting to have a good rapport. Also, maybe Gabe Davis in your flex if you need to. The Commanders, look, man, Jardavius White may trail Terry McLaurin. But you also got to watch out for Jahan Dotson on the other side. I think you can play McLaurin in this lineup. Logan Thomas, their tight end, is going to be out with a concussion, by the way. 12 p.m. Fox, Texans at the Jags. Jags favored by 9.5, over under 44. They're at home. They're going to be pissed off. Look out for Etienne to do some work on the ground. I think Calvin Ridley bounces back. And also Christian Kirk. Evan Ingram, uh, he is questionable in this matchup, so pay attention to that. Texans, who are you going to play? That's a good Jags defense. Um... But I think you're gonna probably gonna be able to roll out uh, uh, CJ Stroud. I mean, he's 
I think you could play Robert Woods in the flex if you're desperate. Yeah, you can play Robert Woods in the flex if you're desperate. 12 p.m. CBS Colts at the Ravens. Baltimore favored by eight. Over under 44 and a half. You're playing the Ravens. Uh, you're going to play Lamar Jackson, and you're going to play Mark Andrews. Gus Edwards, whoever the running back is, Justice Hill, lower expectations. But, yeah, Zay Flowers may be a flex here if you're desperate. But you're definitely playing Mark Andrews and Lamar. The other side of the ball, if you need to play a running back, get um, get Zach Moss into your lineup. Panthers at the Seahawks, 3.05 p.m. CBS. Seahawks favored by 5.5, over under 42. I think this is again the Seahawks they're going to feel pretty confident about because right now Bryce Bryce Young's still figuring things out. That is the uneasy truth is that he is a rookie quarterback and he shows that he is trying to will his team to greatness, but it's just not happening right now. This is going to be a process and a lot of hurdles, so he's going to have to start, you know, just taking the checkdowns. It's just not there right now. He's not seeing the guys get open. Uh, get DK Metcalf in this lineup, by the way, and also yeah, Kenneth Walker the third. The uh, running back for the Seattle Seahawks, and you can play. Yeah, you can play Geno Smith too. 3:25 p.m. Fox. It's gonna be the Chiefs at the Bears. You're not playing anybody for the Bears. You're gonna play everybody for the Chiefs. You're favored by 12 and a half. Over and under 47 and a half. Get Mahomes. Get Kelsey who was back. Get Pacheco in the lineup. Get him in there. 3:25 p.m. Fox. Cowboys at the Cardinals. Dallas favored by 12. Over and under 43 and a half. You gonna play everybody for the Cowboys? I don't know who you're playing for the Cardinals because I wouldn't play anybody at all. The Cardinals look absolutely um, overmatched in this matchup. 7:20 p.m. NBC Steelers at the Raiders. Las Vegas favored by two and a half. Over under 43. I think you're gonna play both running backs, Najee Harris and Josh Jacobs, uh, for both teams. Get George Pickens into your lineup because he's starting to take over. And um, ah, if you're desperate. Maybe you play Pat, Pat Fryermuth at tight end for the Steelers. For the Raiders, you're going to play Devontae Adams. You're going to play Josh Jacobs. And uh, I don't think you're going to play Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Or you're not going to play Kenny Pickett on the other side either. Monday, got two games again. Eagles at the Bucks. Both teams 2-0. What a surprise, right? 6-15, ABC, ESPN+. Plus. Philadelphia favored by 5, over under 46. Uh, look, I'm going to probably... Play DeAndre Swift at running back. Rashad White, if you need to, on the other side. Lower the numbers, though. I think Jalen's going to have to do it through the air. I expect A.J. Brown to probably have a nice day at the office. For the Bucks. Mike Evans, he's going up against a very talented secondary. But maybe this is a game where Chris Godwin kind of breaks out a little bit. But it's going to be a tough matchup for the Bucks. I don't... No, I don't, I don't see them winning this game. But then again, I've been wrong all season, so you may want to take... Uh, you may not want to take what I said just seriously, okay? Rams at the Bengals. Cincinnati favored by two and a half, over under 43 and a half. A matchup of the Super Bowl two years ago, right? ESPN, ESPN 2. Oh, man. The Bengals got to get it right, man. The ugly truth is, the uneasy truth really is that they don't look like a Super Bowl contender right now, especially on defense. And we knew losing Jesse Bates was going to hurt, but like it just does not, it does not look good right now. The Rams... Still not seeing it on the defensive side of the ball as much as we used to with Aaron Donald and the boys dominating. Um, it's going to be a tough matchup. Both coaches know each other. Should be a really close game. Um, if I had to give somebody an advantage just because of the teams on paper, I would say the Bengals, but I would say that the Rams are playing are playing better right now. Pay attention 
to what's going on in that backfield. We do think that Cam Akers will be traded. It ain't looking good for him. Uh, Kyron Williams, if you don't have him and if he's available in uh, on waivers, pick him up. He is taking over that backfield, and he looks damn good doing it. Bengals, you're going to play Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Uh, you're going to definitely play Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, if you're desperate at quarterback. But maybe T. Higgins in the flex spot, too, if, um, in this matchup is where you're going to go with the Rams, though. You're going to play You're going to play Nacau. And uh, if you need a good uh, flex right now, look at possibly Tutu Atwell. He's starting to get some get some targets, and that's really helping um, that Rams offense look good, too, in the absence of Cooper Cup. So, yeah. Well, we covered everything, right? College, pro. Remember, get your popcorn. Big game Saturday and Sunday. Don't be a, you know, don't be like me and just get all worked up that your team sucks because you're not used to seeing it because you've been spoiled and so you can't watch it. Yeah, that's just a real thing. That is the uneasy truth of like, hey, man, right now I can't watch that product out there. It's just, it's it's driving me nuts and uh, it's not good for my mental health right now. I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I'm hoping that maybe I'm that um, I'm not the unlucky person that's causing them all this bad shit to happen. That's 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 my take on it. Maybe I'm causing the Alabama team uh, to suck it up this year by watching games. So we're gonna see how I do not watching, and uh, I may have to go with that uh, throughout the rest of the season. But that's just how weird and wired I am. So, all right, that's enough of me just flapping my gums, right? All right, that's a wrap then for episode 77, The Uneasy Truth from My Turf. Remember, this show, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hit me up on Twitter, X, RFMarshall11, and MyTurfShow at gmail.com. Episode 77, that's a wrap, folks. Have a great rest of your week.